This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Trista's height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. 35-26 North Carolina over Oklahoma. 29 seconds to go in the first half in that one. Nikola Jokic again, guys, was just an absolute monster tonight. Did he steal? 35-15-6. Yeah, he, he, he did fine. The steals, Jokic says, I won't play defense. It's not a good Yoka check. Oh, sorry, 31, 15, and 6. Jeez. Still, I only 31 points, loser. Scotty yeah, Barnes had 30. He'll play defense when he needs to, right? <laughs> Playoffs, NBA Finals. Yeah, you don't need it now. It's the regular season. Man. he uh, He's awesome, though. Right? Like, we are watching a lot of uh, great bigs, clearly. Tons. You know, and that's what's funny. It's like, we talk about the 90s as a great era for bigs in the NBA, but it was a totally different player. Bigs were totally different then. Now you got guys stepping out. You got them essentially running the point like Jokic does. We got two guys that are seven foot eight, 150 pounds, and Chet Holmgren and Wemby. But yet they've just it the evolution of the big in the NBA. It's come back into the league, but it looks totally different than what we had in the '90s when that was like one of the glory eras for bigs. I would love to see like prime Joel Embiid match up with prime Shaq. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. man, Shaq's skill set was so crazy when yeah. he first came into the league. He was especially like thinner LSU type. Yeah, check. yeah, because he, he could nasty. run the floor and actually mm-hmm. like he'd take the ball out on a break. Once he got to the like the, the Lakers, oh, yeah, it was just fat. push everybody around, and that's the thing it's about like Shaq. Baraka. Yeah, if Shaq actually got in shape and really cared about that, could have been the greatest center of all time. But there was not. It was just he was just so physically dominating at that point. And he just was like, I, that's all I need to do is just dunk over people and push them around. You literally the, just dumped it off them, and yeah, you just dunked. There's every nothing time. you could do. That's why it's so hard, like, uh, you know, to rate centers right now. I think, personally, because growing up, for me, it was always Elijah Wan. I mean, there, we just had such, I mean, you know, the era was, there were so many great bigs. You had Ewing, you had mm-hmm. Elijah Wan. David you Robinson. Had Shaq, you had David Robinson. Right, I mean, Tim Duncan was a stretch, or not a stretch forward, but he was a power forward. But, I mean, everybody had a different skill set. And now the league's so much different where, I mean, back in the day, Giannis is probably a center, right? He's 6'11", 7 foot tall, but he could run the point. Um, not very well, but he could handle the ball. He could get to the cup. He occasionally hits a three, not when I bet it. And then you look at Embiid, you know, the pick-and-pop game. It's it's hard to rate him because they all are so different. They and are. The league's so much different That's now, what too. makes it great, too, is you get to kind of pick what you like. It's a matter of taste, really. Yeah. You get the Jokic dad bod. You get the Embiid. Kind of has some classic center to him but can still step outside. You got Chet and Wemby that just <laughs> look like they're not human. Uh, it's it is it's it's crazy what we've got, but I'm glad because it got to the point for a while where there was just nobody that played center that was like that really was a, a major major focal point to a team. Oh yeah, I was like I wouldn't draft a center because like everybody had uh, knee issues or some some type of injury. Like all these guys were bust for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you what you have really are centers that are elite, and then you have centers that could very easily be. Just mid-level exceptions, vet minimum guys, right? You're either Joel Embiid, Jokic, and Anthony Davis to a degree, or you're like Jared Allen, like fine player, mm-hmm. worth eighteen million dollars a year. Like you're okay. Like you're Clint Capella, like Rudy Gobert, fine. great rim protector, but not a great yeah. offensive player. Yeah, like you know? you, get, you don't have any dynamic talents on the offensive side. You're a specialist, and we're using you for what we need for our team. But in general, you are not the focal point of what we're trying to do. It's it's tough to find a lot of teams that obviously I mean in the future I, I would bet see this is this is kind of my theory on why it's evolved the way that it's taken a while because bigs were pushed out of the game for a while so kids growing up most of them didn't have the skill set to turn into this stretch 4 stretch 5 that we've seen so much of now but then when you see it trending in that direction, everybody wanted to be Steph Curry, even kids that are great high school players that are seven feet tall. So then they all kind of develop that skill set, and now we're seeing the fruits of that, if you will. Now, not everybody obviously grew up in the U.S., so it's a little bit different. Jokic played a different game. But, you know, Chet and 
I mean, I guess you could say Wemby obviously came from overseas too. But you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. started to see the game. You're like, if I want to go there, I know I'm going to be tall. Like, I got to be able to play like that. Yeah. Like, that's what I have to do. So we're kind of seeing the results of that now. So there we are. I love it. I think it's great to watch seven-footers play like point guards. And I hope we have a lot more of it. Some of these dudes, like, don't even start playing basketball until they're, like, 16, 17 years old, it's, which is crazy. You know, just, it must be you... nice to be seven foot tall. The funny thing is, or like you see a guy like hit a growth spurt. He's like six two. Anthony Davis. Think about Anthony Davis. Kevin he Durant went from, too. Yeah. Zion. Yeah. Well, that's a different growth spurt, Trista. Well, he was a guard for a while. Yeah. When he grew up in South Carolina, him and Jaw were like the same size. He's got a great. I mean, the weight and the issues or whatever. It's but not like, been a great year but for but his Zion. skill set. Like, I mean, remember him at Duke or yeah. Him, him, the one. Him the one season, really the one season where he averaged like 25 points per game and actually stayed healthy, played yep. over 50 games, that was fun to watch. Like, I thought, okay, now he's going to be an MVP candidate. And, nope. Uh, yeah, I'm even giving up some hope now. Yeah, I think it's, it's time. And I mean, he's, this is who he's going to be. This yeah. is This is who he is. I mean, you know, the first couple of years, I get it because, like, let's be honest, he's come out, he said, I like food. He's a bigger <laughs> dude, I so like you food. really have to be strict with your diet. Mm-hmm. And now he's got the right, you would think, I mean, he's got all the money because he got the contract and the right people surrounding him. You would think so. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. you got to still put in the effort, you know? Mm-hmm. It still comes down to the effort on your own. So uh, We know at this point it's starting to look more and more like Robert Kraft is going to move on from Bill Belichick in New England. A lot of reports of that. We're starting to hear more and more of that trickle out. Well, Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston said that Robert Kraft might try to make a bidding war emerge for Bill Belichick, who's still under contract for 2024. He wants to move on, but he wants to see if a team or teams will actually trade for a Bill Belichick, which you can. You can trade for a coach. You give up a draft pick, get the coach, take the contract, give him a new one, whatever. That would be incredible if after all this, they were able to get something back in return for Bill Belichick. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. If you're the Chargers, do you go and make the big splash? We keep talking about it, yeah. but he's under contract, and you're like, you, what if they give up a, thir- a third-round pick? Yeah. And you feel like that's the difference. It is still Bill Belichick. Forget the fact that the Patriots are 3-11 and right now. If you're a team that thinks you need a veteran coach, that's won a lot. There's nobody on the market that's won more than Bill Belichick right now. No, I mean, you're right, man. And, I mean, we've seen this happen before, right? Like with Bill Belichick, with John Gruden, with Herm Edwards, you could trade for coaches. Mm-hmm. But it probably eliminates... And also, like, it's probably a good situation for Bill because he could take over a team where he doesn't have to fully rebuild, right? Because if you're the Chicago Bears, you're not going to trade the number one overall pick for Bill Belichick. No, you're no, going to no, take no. Caleb yeah. Williams could or Drake you imagine? May or trade back and get <laughs> Marvin Patriots Harrison. Patriots got one and two. Right. Like, if you're one of these teams that needs a young quarterback, you know, you're going to have to pass on Bill. But if you're the Chargers, even if it requires a first-round pick, second-round pick, Oh, maybe, do you really you make, think a team would give up a first-round pick for Belichick? I don't. I, I think that'd be crazy. I, I, man, I don't know. Like maybe a team like the Chargers—they're really dumb. Yeah, you know, it's true. and they're really desperate right now. I wouldn't do it personally, but I mean, like if you but you're think not that, dumb or desperate, so you that's the that, difference. If like if you're like this is what we need, like our defense has been a mess the last four years. We feel good about Justin Herbert. I still wouldn't do it. I, I would maybe it. do like a second or third though, if you think you're a Bill Belichick away, but like. So if you get Bill, you know he could still coach defense. The defense isn't the reason that the Patriots are a terrible football team this season. Who comes with Bill to take over the offense, though? Like, let's just throw out the Chargers. Does Kellen Moore then stay, or is Bill bringing in his guys? Josh McDaniels. Maybe Josh McDaniels. I I, think that's who it is. I would feel good with that package, um, actually. You know, with, with, with McDaniels, with Belichick. I don't ever want McDaniels by himself. I don't think he's a head coach in this league. And I don't know that Bill could just take over and, like, hire his own staff. Or you, you definitely, if you're hiring Bill Belichick, he gets to choose his own staff. And he's probably going to want full say in everything yep. with the organization. He's going to want to make the draft picks. Gosh, I wouldn't do it. I That's way, that's what's concerning to me. What, like, look at Bill Belichick's track record drafting, especially recently. Yeah. Honestly. And his dogs. And his dog, too, well, his yeah. dog may be a better drafter than him. I'm, yeah. I'm convinced that may be the case. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he has it. In terms of like talent evaluation, talent scouting, he's obviously one of the best coaches we've ever seen, right? But like that has nothing to do with picking guys out. You drafted Nikhil Harry over AJ Brown, and AJ Brown grew up a Patriots fan. All he wanted to do was play for the Patriots, and you drafted a guy who's not even in the league right now. And AJ Brown at one point had like seven straight games of over 100 yards receiving. Just dumb. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Bill coaches. If he leaves New England. 
I don't know that he coaches next season. I could honestly see him going to the broadcast booth. Yeah. I could see him. Can't you just see him in the Sean Payton role, like kind of a curmudgeon, an honest curmudgeon, saying wild things to Colin Coward? Yeah, I mean, I think it would like actually Fox be a great spot for him is to just do something like that. Yeah, show a different side of him. Because yeah. honestly, too, if he leaves and goes and coaches, and I do think he cares about this, if he goes and coaches the Chargers, let's say they're a fringe playoff team for a couple of years, and then he just decides to retire, that's part of his legacy, and that's going to be part of the well. You know, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl without Belichick, but it didn't happen the other way around. That's part of it. Didn't win with the Browns, won with the Patriots, but had Tom Brady the whole time. And then once Brady left, they couldn't, they could barely make the playoffs. So that's something he has to weigh, too. That will be used against him. And I do believe that he does care about it, whether he'd admit it or not. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I don't think I would like use it against him, you know. Um, but people are going to. I right. mean, he won before Brady too, and he was a great defensive coordinator, great defensive mind, obviously. But I think it bothers him, and I think that, I mean, yeah. So I do think he coaches again, but I'm just saying, like, if it's not the right situation, if there isn't a team that's willing to give up a first mm-hmm. or second round pick, because again, he's going to be under contract. New England's going to want something in return. Maybe he just sits out a year or two, like you said, the Sean Payton thing, and he's like, I'll choose my next team, my right situation, rather than go over to the Chargers. I mean, yeah, you get Justin Herbert, but the Chargers have always had nice things. They just don't know how to capitalize on having the nice things, right? Like, sure, they're a a joke because they lose a bunch of close games, but, I mean, they had the LT era where Mm -hmm. they were winning 12, 13 games. I mean, Drew Brees... Shouldn't have fired Marty Schottenheimer, by the way. 14 wins and they fired him. Get the hell out of here. They trade Drew Brees to the Saints, almost to the Dolphins, but to the Saints. He goes on to the Saints, wins a Super Bowl, and they go with Phillip Rivers, who they draft in the first round out of NC State. And, I mean, he took him to the AFC Championship game, and they had bad luck in that game because he tore his ACL, tried to play with it. But, I mean, they've always had talent. LT, Rivers, you know, all those wide receivers. um, And they just, I don't know. just doesn't seem like they're very well ran, right? Yeah, I think that's an organizational issue, too, yeah. not just like a coaching And that's why issue. Bill might be like, screw it. I can't fix this thing. I mean, at this the, point, the you've, you've, you've accomplished everything you could accomplish. I mean, at what point do you just say, I'm done with the grind, done with all that? I know he doesn't seem like a guy that kicked back on a beach. You imagine Bill Belichick an extended stay on a beach somewhere? No. I just don't see it. He might uh, be surprised, too. You know, I'd, like, you know? I'd like to go up and get a, get a, mar- you know, get a maybe a margarita, yeah. can, but I, I yeah. don't know. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm a little bored. Like that, I just, we're, we're, on, we're on to dinner now. We're on to dinner, guys. Imagine not, going on a cruise anymore. and Bill Belichick's there. It'd be great to hang out with him for four I hours. would actually like to sit and drink with Bill Belichick and see how much he'd loosen up. Yeah. And, like, see the side that, that players talk about. He's a funny guy behind the scenes. It's just kind of like that dry sarcasm. So, Is there a know. team where, like, Bill takes over and you want to play their futures or you trust them? Other than the Chargers, though? Because, like, anytime we talk about Bill Belichick, we only talk about the Chargers. Right. You know who else? I don't know, Who else man. is going to be looking for a coach? I mean, the it could Panthers. be a lot of teams. I do not want Bill Belichick oh. with, with Bryce. No. That would be a right? horror. No, he wouldn't even um, want that. Giants are bad, but they're not firing their coaching staff. Nope. Their coaching staff's the reason that that team has five wins. Uh, the Patriots are bad, but that's already who Bill Belichick coaches. Steelers? I know, Tomlin's you know, gone and they bring in Belichick? I know no. earlier, you know, when we talked with <laughs> uh, Matt horrible. Horner, who's a Bears fan, he wants Eberflus gone. I don't know about all that, guys. I agree with, you know, you might not, um, Luke Getze might not be the guy, but Bears right now have a top 10 run defense. The Bears right now are trending towards being a top 10 defense. Matt Eberflus is a defensive-minded head coach. He's actually fixed that defense. That defense was terrible the last couple of years, so I don't know why you would fire him. Um, what if Belichick just becomes the defensive coordinator for your Packers? How about that? I'd love that. I'd kill for that. Him or Robert <laughs> That'd be Sala. Fun. Yeah. Till they... Till Lafleur disagrees with one thing with him and he quits. It's going to be the Commanders. Or no, it's, it's going, not. Or it's going. It's not going to be the Commanders. I, I really think it's going to be the Commanders. Oh no, God, I why hope though? Because he's from Cause, the DMV. Because I just don't think that the Chargers. Because Robert Kraft's going to want something in the deal, and I don't think that uh, the Chargers are going to do it. You think the Commanders would? Different. It's different ownership group. I'm telling you, man. They're going. They're thinking smart with this. That's a Dan Snyder move. That is not a Josh Harris, yeah. Magic Johnson move. Like the Chargers might have to rebuild as crazy as that sounds because you just paid Justin Herbert all that money. But like none of those dudes on the defensive side of the ball worked out. Khalil Mack's going to be another year older. J.C. Jackson's already gone. Right? Are you going to like how many more contracts are you going to give Joey Bosa? And then on the offensive side of the ball, this was Austin Eckler's last year with them, most likely. Unless you're going to try to franchise tag. 
bag him. Ugh. Which wide receivers do you feel good about? Keenan uh, Keenan Allen's had a great year. Mike Williams can't stay on the field. And Quentin Johnson's look like a complete bust. Couldn't even go over two and a half damn receptions. He's, he's also on the list. Should yeah. have been on the list all if year. If I'm Justin Herbert, I'm like, what the hell did I even get myself into? I'm waiting for a big quarterback, somebody like Justin Herbert, or not. I mean, be Patrick like, trade Herbert. me, yes. give me the F. Just ask here. for a damn, or like a real trade request, like the NBA. Like I'm not coming in. Yeah, I'm done here. That. You know what I no. mean? Like you remember don't. Jay Cutler uh, in Denver? Yep. Because McDaniel's got the job. Yeah. And he was like, I don't really want Jay Cutler to run my offense, and Jay was like, yeah, Jay was coming off a Pro Bowl season oh too. God. That was crazy. Aaron Fox has two steals and two threes. And Keegan Murray has two threes. This game is lit. 16-8 Sacramento over Boston. 8.42 to go in the first right now. Clippers up 83-73 on the maps right now, too. We're at Luca's Luca's closing in on a big, big night tonight again. MVP. You know what? Keeps this up. Maybe MVP. Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. I don't think they uh, necessarily put, you know, cast all their demons aside or put all their questions to bed by any stretch. I mean, you had Kadarius Tony doing Kadarius Tony things. Um, you know, you, you had a couple of weird interceptions where you're kind of wondering about the role of the pass catcher. In both of them, I mean, the guy who's paid, paid to catch the ball, not the guy who's paid to defend the guy who catches the ball. I would have loved to have seen that game if Zappy doesn't throw the horrible pick down the right sideline like this, the grossly underthrown ball. Like, if that doesn't, like, because that was a football game up to that point. Like, and I kind of would wanted to see if this is a one score game in the fourth quarter, what does this Chiefs team look like? Now, again, he throws the pick, it ends up being two scores. Belichick decides, I'm just waving the white flag. And that's what Kraft wants anyway, right? So he's punting where you're like, why is he punting? I mean, it, it kind of goes uber conservative. Um, and the Chiefs win comfortably. And they needed to win that game, no two ways about it. Um, they needed to leave Foxborough with a two, right? Like the first number in their scoring total needed to at least be a two of some sort. Like if they played that game in the teens, I, I think it's probably not good for their confidence or, you know, their locker room camaraderie. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, if they have to go on the road for the first time in the playoffs and, and, and do it maybe more than once, I don't think this version of them is equipped to do that, but that they could, I mean, again, you look like in jackass a lot of the times, you know, fading Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But it's I, I don't know about them being able to overcome the rest of this whole thing on offense. So, Jenks, who is your Monday MVP? Who do you think it's going to be, Double D? I cannot believe the number of text messages I got this weekend regarding volleyball. And I'm not even kidding. I got two over the past few days. Those Wisconsin girls look good. Wisconsin's going to have to say something about that Texas semifinal match. Oh, is that right? (laughs) Because they didn't. I watched these ladies last year win the national title, and they were disrespected by being given a number two seed this year just because they started the season five and three. How dare you punish the defending national champions? They went into Florida, and by the way, I'm so glad that this final is not in Omaha anymore because it was unfair. Nebraska has a great team every year, but last night they got swept. Just like last year, Texas pulled off the sweep. First time in college volleyball history, a women's volleyball team has swept the final in consecutive years. The pride of Katy, Texas, Madison Skinner, Longhorns, back-to-back, MVP. They deserve it, and now... All of a sudden, my phone is real quiet, real quiet. I don't hear anybody talking to any volleyball smack to me. You should know better. Longhorns, Maddie Skinner, way to get it done. How many people are you texting about women's volleyball? I did not know this about People come out of nowhere. (laughs) I swear to God. All right, so uh, I'm going to go off the menu, and I'm going to go for a guy that Jenks absolutely loves, and that's Baker Mayfield, the pride of Oklahoma. Uh, How did we not mention this fact? Baker Mayfield over the weekend becomes the first visiting quarterback 
to have a perfect passer rating playing at Lambeau Field. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, and now his Bucks are in first place in the NFC South. Do we not need to at least mention old Baker doing big things for the Bucks? Baker and the Bucks. Yeah, it's going to go to Baker Mayfield for me. <laughs> We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ooh, little NBA trade rumors here. Jovan Buha, the athletic friend of show, reporting that the Lakers would consider a Zach Levine trade centered around D'Angelo Russell. Well, I mean, of course. D'Angelo yeah. Russell to the to the Bulls. What would the Bulls want, though? They uh, want... He says, for Levine specifically, I think the Lakers would consider D'Angelo Russell-centric deal, but I don't think they'd throw in much more than a combination of salary filler like Rui or Gabe Vincent, a young prospect, Max Christie, or a Jalen Hood, Scafino, however you say his name. Yeah. Uh, Shafino. Shafino, there you go. And a protected pick in 29 or 30. Yeah, and you know who they want? They want Austin Reeves. That's who the Bulls want. Yep, and the Lakers you ain't getting Austin would be stupid to trade him in that deal. Just be happy that you can get that $40 million off your books. Yeah, I mean, that's that's honestly all I would want in this situation. Yeah. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10, I believe, without Zach. Playing pretty good basketball. See what you have in Kobe White. Trade him, get anything in return. Like, I don't think this team... What do you do team... with D'Angelo Russell in that space, though? Like, do you I... just bench him? Because he seems like a bad vibes guy, too, in terms of, like, what's happening offensively for this team. Would it work? I'm really dumb, and I don't know all the rules because I'm a football guy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Can they trade him in the off season? Right, even if he just got moved. Yeah, I mean, but there's probably not going to be a market for him, though. Yeah, I think you would just have to unfortunately eat his contract, let him go out there, do some chucking, try to lose as many games as possible. This isn't really a year where you need a high draft pick anyway, right? I don't really like it. I mean, I don't love anybody in this draft. Next year's draft, the year after that, like the Bulls have two choices here. You could rip the Band-Aid off, go back to hell for a couple of years, you know, and win 20 games, 18 games, get a lottery pick, and try to rebuild that thing. Or you could be in basketball hell, look to sell tickets at the United Center and be a playing team with DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White and D'Angelo Russell and B-Baba G-Bob and all these guys. <laughs> B-Baba G-Bob, you know, a.k.a. Or, Patrick Williams. But, like, if I'm a smart, you know, if I'm – I almost said Gar Foreman. He's long gone. But <laughs> if I'm AK or whoever the hell's making the decisions these days there, I That's rip it. the Band-Aid off. And I say, what do you guys want for DeMar? What do you want for Zach Levine? What do you want for Vooch? Kobe White's playing pretty well right now. His, tra his, his trade market will never be better. Yep. And by the end of the season, I'm starting like Colin Gillespie, mm. you know, like um, – just the worst lineup possible. We're trying Colin to lose Gillespie every even game. on that team? Are they, no. Wasn't he on no, the Denver No, that's what I'm Nuggets? saying. No, we'll, we'll, we'll take him out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like, I'm you like, know. I don't recall his yeah. bum ass yeah. being on this Archinato, team. Archinato, like all those guys. Give me all of them. Any Ricky white, Rubio. Any white point guard from the Big 12, send him over. Oh, we'll run a five-guard offense for all I care. <laughs> and my goal is to win three to five games next season and then get the best player. That's how you win in the NBA, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You have to gut a roster. Unless you're a big market team like the Lakers that can go out and spend money and trade for guys but even they had down years for a long time before LeBron was there the Lakers were a mess for years yeah and that gets lost in the shuffle because of all the success that storied franchises had so yeah you've got to be willing to make the sacrifice the longer you put things like this off like the Bulls are an example of what the Knicks used to do this and the Wizards used to do this and yeah. again those are my teams so I've seen it firsthand Knicks were far worse because they couldn't even make the playoffs but it's paying big money to guys that are past their prime and it's expecting to get more out of it than what you're going to get. And when you realize that you're barely a playoff team, you know you're stuck for three or four more years with the same roster, or you got to find somebody to be crazy enough to take on those contracts. Yeah. So you're just pinned in a corner with nowhere to go, nothing to do. You can't bottom out. You can't pull the ripcord. You can't get, you find a way to actually get better through that roster. So you just sit there, and that's the worst way to run an organization. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's it's like if you have like a shoulder injury and you continue to go to the gym, and you're like, oh, my AC joint or just hip injury out and continuing again. to squat. Yeah, but I can't yeah. like I can't hurt my hip any longer. Okay, good. Or any, I'm sorry, I could hurt it longer, but I can't hurt it anymore. 
Um, and so there's like no reason for me right. to go and have. I just, surgery, I just don't want you, know? you limping around, buddy. But if That's I had all. like a bad <laughs> shoulder and I'm out there and I'm bench pressing and I'm doing you know overhead lifts, I'm making the injury worse. But I'm just putting off the surgery. I'm putting off the uh, painful process of it all. So that's what the Bulls or just are doing. The rehab. Like look at look at all these teams though, right? The Spurs when they had to turn things around, they uh, tanked for a season, and they got Tim Duncan. The last time the Bulls were relevant, it's because they sucked for a couple of years and they lucked out and they got Derrick Rose, and then just like that, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I mean? Um, OKC. You had to suck for a while. It was painful, but you had to say goodbye to Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden, and you had to have some weird years where you thought you weren't going to be any good with, like, Chris Paul and Gallinari, and who knows? You you know, you win 46 you, games and whatnot. You fleeced but... SGA from the Clippers because they wanted <laughs> Paul George. Yeah. And now you're off to the races because Sam Presti's that guy. That's, I guess, kind of a different situation. Like, they've hit on their draft picks, yeah, but have. also they got lucky with the trade. Oh, you don't see that insane. all the time, though. You know what I mean? Like, you don't usually take on a young dude and he becomes SGA in this league. You see it, like, okay, in the right. NFL, right? Uh, Atlanta trades away Brett Favre. He goes to Green Bay and he's Brett Favre. But in the NBA, you kind of just, like, I don't know. It, like, who's a guy that, like, came out of nowhere? You get it for, like, a couple weeks, like Lynn Sanity, but... yeah. You're saying like a young guy that was traded for like really early in his career. And then just like becomes like a like an MVP type candidate. Well, I mean, James Harden, he was a six man. Yeah. I mean, you he had was to, damn good though. He know? was, but yeah. I mean, Shea was really good with the Clippers too. You just didn't really see him as much, but I think he's exceeded expectations of what people was, thought they'd get with him. If yeah. he was seen as that good, you wouldn't have had to give up four first round picks and Shea right. to get Paul George. Right. So it's like he's exceeded what the trajectory of his career is kind of looked at as. Um, God, who else? I'm trying to think of, like, who else you could think of that, like, just needed a better um, situation. Well, you know, you know, the best thing to do is to go back and look at, like, players that have won most improved player. Yeah. Like Jermaine O'Neal years ago. Yeah. When the Laurie Pacers Markkinen. traded for him. Laurie Markin and another one where. Yeah, there you go. But we had a few years of him at oh, least. Me, the Bulls. So we had a few years with him uh, with problem. the Bulls, and it's just <laughs> elevated to that next level. Yeah, the problem was they had a defensive coordinator uh, as a head coach. For <laughs> I mean, they had. They had Matt Patricia coaching the Chicago Bears. God, that was so silly. They had to lift weights every single day. All right, day. Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah, they, they had to check in. They had to punch time cards. To show that they were getting their lifts in. That's crazy. You under, shouldn't under be lifting boiling. on game days anyway. That's stupid. I know, yeah. You can't like, just dumb. insane. Yeah. What's he up to, by the way? Oh, man. Probably in college. He can't have a job. He's got. I bet you he's running like basketball camps like my uncles are right now or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you get a few million dollars from the NBA. You oh, they make a bunch of money. And you're you in a good spot, you know? get to make your own hours. It's a beautiful thing. It does sound kind of nice. <laughs> bet they have Christmas parties, too, at those camps. I'm having one tonight. You are? Little, That's good. Little Christmas party in my bed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I might have to Uber that home. That could tonight. go a lot of directions. If might be the first time I've ever had to take. He's an, Uber an assistant coach right now. With who? The Pacers. That's kind of crazy because they don't play any defense. Last year, by the way, around this time, December second, Lori Markinen spills the bean on spills the beans on near mutiny that happened. During the Jim Boylan era. You know, sometimes people got to rise up against uh, bad leadership, and that's what they did. Crusade! Yeah, you got to make your voice heard. He's got to be one of the worst NBA coaches the of all The straight coup in so the bad. Chicago Bulls You know what I mean? Like, so there's bad. been some, like, interim coaches, like Joe Prunty and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, that was that was bad. Joe Prunty. Yeah, there's some guys you know, like, okay, you're going to be an assistant. You're yeah. just going to fill the gaps here for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Who is worse, the dude from Michigan, Beeline, or Boylan? Oh, God, I forgot about Beeline. Be Beeline was just never made for the NBA. He was just so sick of the NCAA and how college basketball was changing. Oh, my gosh. I forgot he and coached he got the, the bag. Well, yeah. I think they, they that was less it. than a year. And he's like, I, I, I completely not forgot about hate that. Rap. I do not hate rappers, but I do hate yeah. them thugs. That just wasn't really a good fit. He's old as hell with a bunch That's of young I mean. guys. Like it was, a, it was the stupidest decision ever. Do you yeah. remember when he like tried to lie and say that he was calling the team slugs when he called them on the bus a bunch of thugs? God, I don't remember. I barely remember that little mini era. I remember how bad it was though, because I I didn't like the hire, but I liked him as a college coach. Right. You know, but he was. Um, yeah, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like NBA coaches. Yep. I just I don't know. You kind of got to be like swaggy, a little mm -hmm. bit like Mike Budenholzer. He's he, he that's the kind of guy I like. John Beeline apologizes to Cav. Says he meant to call his players slugs, not thugs. You know, at least he found a word that rhymed. 
Give him credit for that. That's one. That's a, that's some kind of excuse Outrageous. there. Outrageous. As if slugs and thugs are synonymous in any way. Like thugs are kind of like playing with energy, playing with force. Slugs, no energy, no force. So, just a funny story. <laughs> There's our guy Derek White getting there to the he is. cup. Ooh. I knew I should have taken. It's because he shaved his head. Did I'm telling you, the aerodynamic shaved head of Derek White no, has changed everything. You didn't take anything in this game. No, it so we're literally me. rooting for just King's money line, not your bet. I got the stupid Sooners down here. And, oh yeah, and it's it's uh it's, pain. I'm oh. like really ready to not like I kind of yeah. This is not good. I'm like be done with it a little bit. Yeah, but. you could. Hey, you know we could talk about uh, the divisions in Please. the NFL. Hey, if I could, Soup. if I could, had you guess right now. Yeah. Who is the biggest liability for the to win the AFC East right now at BetMGM? The in, Jets. No, Dolphins. it's the Bills again. Wow! Everybody's in on the Bills. The Bill, the Bills, the roller coaster. Like, I can't think of another team that it's not just this year, but that's had a roller coaster of emotion that the Buffalo Bills have had really in the Josh Allen era. Yeah. From, I don't know, is Josh Allen a pro quarterback? Guy can't complete 60% of his passes. Holy crap, Josh Allen got accurate now. This guy's going to be an MVP. Yeah. Oh, here they go. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. Losing to the Chiefs every year in the playoffs. To now, all of a sudden, we're looking at the last couple of years. Has the window closed for the Bills? And now, they're one of the hotter teams in the NFL down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, and like, okay, so last year everybody was hyping up the Bills, buying into the Bills coming into the season, and they were the Super Bowl favorites, right? And they just had too many injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Then this year, though, people were still buying in on the Bills, and uh, they got off to the slow start. It's just you see the potential with them. But also, mm-hmm. I, you know, you, you, there are some things that you worry about a little bit too. But, if, man, with this new run game, James Cook looks like a, a, a renewed player. Yeah, offensively, they're really, really scary. Obviously, you wish that they had Matt Milano and Trey White, but I do like the Rasul Douglas trade. It's going to come down to they're going to have to get pressure on Mahomes if they see the Chiefs. Yeah. Tua if they see the Dolphins in and the they're playoffs. they're not getting enough pressure anyway. Vaughn Miller's not what they got. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. But, man, I mean, like if they could control the clock in these games, if they get that run game going, if, if Josh Allen can play... Mistake free football. Like, you might throw a couple picks here down the stretch, but uh, yeah, I feel pretty damn good about the Bills. That makes sense about the liability. Um, it's going to be a big game coming up against the Dolphins. I hope that's for the division because we're going to get some good matchups down the stretch here. And that's what the NFL sets the schedule for, right? Is you're hoping yeah. that you don't have to flex any of these games out of primetime spots, and instead you're looking at a bunch of healthy teams with starting quarterbacks out there playing for the division at the end of the season. That just hasn't been the case this year, which, yeah. you know, looking at the Bills, the way Josh Allen runs around, see him healthy, knock on wood, stays that way. Uh, it's 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 a blessing for what some of these teams have had to go through this year. Like the Bengals, right? The Bengals right now are the highest ticket percentage wow. and the biggest liability to win the AFC North. Uh, that's not. I, I like what Jake Browning's doing. The Ravens are winning that division. Yeah. So BetMGM and any other sports book that has them as the biggest liability can kick back and go. Okay, good. Bengals aren't winning this. Thing. That's outrageous. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. I think the thing about the Bills, though is it's kind of like the Philadelphia 76ers in a way, where there was just so many years of, like, constant hope, and you felt like mm-hmm. this was going to be the year. And and this year I felt like, especially on our show, we were like, well, the pass rush isn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, Von Miller coming back from injury. Like, they're losing guys to, you know, just age or moving on to new teams. What's this going to really look like? They start off having some clunkers, losing mm-hmm. to the Jets on Monday Night Football. Oh, God, that game. First game of the year. <laughs> Little did we know what we're in for on Monday Night Football after that game. And they get to 33-1 to to win the Super Bowl midway through the season. 18-1 to or something like that. Somewhere in that range to win the AFC. That was the time to buy in. That was, right? the yeah. time, that was the time to buy in right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. It sucks for the Bengals though, because I mean, like, it was almost like Super Bowl or bust. And we'll see what that Bills back to twelve to one again too to win the division or to win the to win the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, it's it's enough. But really, if you think about it, other than the Forty ers and even the Forty ers had their moment, but that was based on injuries where they went on that losing streak before their uh, before their bye. Right. What team really has been truly consistent this entire year? There is um... nobody. Well, I mean, I guess you could say the Niners, but that's what I mean. Like they, yeah. they had yeah. putting taking they them had, out because they, they lost because of streak. because yeah. of injuries. That's the only reason. Yeah. No one. So yeah. there's really nobody. Oh the Ravens God. would be close, but the Ravens have had games where they've blown leads, and you don't feel comfortable about them 
Uh, the Chiefs, we know their issues. Cowboys and Eagles, I mean, we've, we've ridden that roller coaster all year unless it's the Cowboys at home. And even the Lions, a team that's 10-4, and four, but they win at home in a dome. On the road, outside, they're not the same team. So it really yeah. comes down to just looking at the what team is hot getting in the playoffs at this moment and what's the matchup look like? Where are they going if they're on the road? Can they play in those types of conditions? Like, that matters more than ever. Some teams are just so great, they can overcome anything like that. doesn't matter. They don't care. Like, we're not in there. And I would put the Chiefs in that category usually. Yeah. I can't do it this year. I can't trust that receiving core they have. Yeah, I just like with the Bills, you got to look at the teams in the AFC, and then you could obviously uh, take the Niners in the Super Bowl. And it's like, ah, man. I, I If I'm looking at prices, maybe the Chiefs, and then the Bills and the Ravens. I just think of matchups. You know, um, the Chiefs just kind of have the Bills number. They do. You know, and, and I know that they... Except uh, for the fi- Yeah, I mean, I know that they finally beat them a couple weeks ago. But even in that game, you know, there were some calls that didn't go the Chiefs' way. I don't know, man. It's hard for me to bet, a, to bet against the Chiefs right now. But I do got a bunch of Bills features. So I mean, you have Andy Reid and you have Patrick Mahomes, right? So you sit there and, like, that's... You leave that in there. I don't know what that noise was. James Harden, you bad man. There's an animal oh my in the studio or something. 95. Yep. You got some games. I, I wish. Here come the Mavs. I wish they would lend some of these buckets to my, my boys <laughs> over there. But. Bet MGM tonight. The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL. But yeah, you've got to be you've just got to be smarter with the football at this time of year. You want to be trending in the right direction and playing your best football this season and Jacksonville's just kind of sitting there and I think you nailed it, which is are the Jags serious contenders? Kind of on paper because it looks like they can beat virtually anyone and they do have a franchise quarterback and they have weapons and they have a good head coach. But until we see it, all they are is, you know, it's like Bill Parcell said back in the day, you are what your record says you are. And the Jaguars are a good team, but they are not a great team. And now we're getting to the point of the season where, look, you don't have a whole lot of time to sort of fix these glaring errors and become so much better. You can, but you got to do it right now. You don't want to go into the postseason limping. No, of course not. Um I'm looking at their schedule, and I'm trying to justify this statement. And I'm not sure if the Jags can compete with the cream and the crop mm-hmm. because you look at that game. Uh, this was back in September. Maybe not a good example. Chiefs beat them 17-9. to They got absolutely smoked by the 49ers, which most teams do. But I think they're only, like, really solid win this year. And, like, all wins are solid. I should, you know, quantify my statement there. But looking at that game against the Texans in which the Texans actually had C.J. Stroud, because that's the other thing Mm -hmm. about the AFC South. Now the Jags look like they have a clean pathway because the Texans don't have C.J. Stroud, although the Texans did win over the weekend against my Titans. So I'm not sure. I always want to believe in the Jags because there's been years past where they have played the Chiefs closely. And, you know, sometimes their defense over the past decade has really got them, uh, you know, into some big games, notably those years that they had Blake Bortles at the helm. But still, I don't know. I feel like the Jags are one of those teams that, I don't know, they're just meh. Yes, sir. If he's a game manager, Uh what is Russell Wilson? Oh, he's a game destroyer. Uh, game destroyer. He's a game. It's, he's a game destroyer. Just ask Sean Payton. I mean, you, yeah. you, you saw what Sean felt about uh, about Russell after that offside play. Uh, there, there late in the game. Oh yeah. Oh no. Ru- Russell Wilson is a uh, is a game destroyer, and uh, and Zach Wilson takes the game out of the you know like back. Remember, kids, there was a time you had to put the game into the machine, into your PlayStation or your Nintendo. You had to put it in. He takes it out, smashes it on the ground a few times. And then just looks at you like, what are you going to do about it? Because that's what happened with the New York Jets today. I don't know what you get for Justin Fields, though, right? It's what whatever a team is willing to pay. I mean, that's yeah. The Fields you get Bears, a second round pick. I can't get it. You're gonna get you're gonna get a first round pick for Justin Fields. I don't think so. No, second, I would think second, third. I mean, it's the big unknown. Like Chicago controls, they control so much because, like you said, they're gonna have the number one pick and what they decide to do. I just cannot see them two straight years sticking with Justin Fields instead of trying to go and get their quarterback. We both agree we think Fields could turn out to be a really good player, but 
I don't know, JP. I mean, if Drake May or Caleb Williams turns out to be an absolute monster like most think he will, I mean, they're going to they're gonna regret that forever. So even if The thing about it is it's like the whole bird in hand thing, right? Is that you kind of know what you have with certain guys like Justin Fields, Sam yep. Howell. And it's 50% at best for even the top picks. So we kind of know going in, Drake May, Caleb Williams, one of those guys is probably going to bust. Right. Right. That's what we're seeing right now with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And it's just the history of it. You can go through the drafts. Like, one of two is probably going to bust. Holding a, a Bengals minus three ticket holder, and I was live on air, and the emotional swings that you see as oh, a sports man. better. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, and this is over. I was like, oh, wait, we have life. Oh, wait, this is interesting. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and I was so happy to have pushed. I've never been more excited to make no money before. <laughs> yeah, well, it was an little. emotional yeah. roller coaster, but it was so fun. It was a perfect game to remind you of two things. One, why you're a fan of football, and two, why you're a fan of sports betting. <laughs> Conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick, and BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. What the hell happened to Oklahoma over here, Ryan? I don't know, man. That's pissing me off. You were you were you were <sighs> double units on on Oklahoma. I know. Yeah, I felt uh, pretty good about this one. Too. It happens. Yeah. I, that are they going to be? Is uh? Are they going to be on the list with Colin Sexton? No, no. I mean, I'll still. They're they're ten and zero. They've been pretty good against the number too. I believe they're eight and two against the spread. Carolina's the better team, the better matchup. But I mean, the reason I liked Oklahoma was their defense, and I thought they had the coaching advantage with Porter Moser. I really like him a lot. Uh, you know, obviously loved him with the fighting sister jeans. You saw what he did at Loyola. <laughs> now doing a really good job with Oklahoma, but. Man, yeah, I probably should have stayed away. Still plenty of game to go, though. 12-point game, 11 minutes to go. Crazier stuff has happened. But it's better, like, if you take a dog and you got, like, Seton Hall and they're up 10 rather than, you know, you're chasing points. Here. Right. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe you should have uh, played it a little bit smaller, but it happens. Hey, starting in 7 minutes, mm-hmm. 17 minutes, um, I like torture. Give me Bama plus 7.5 <laughs> against Arizona. I, do, I think Arizona, I still think that they're the best team in the country. I can't do it with Purdue. I know Zach Eady is a nightmare matchup. They don't really know how to officiate him. He grabs every single rebound. He's 7-8. He could give you 20-20 and 20 every single <laughs> night. But I do like Arizona. But 7.5, I um, think that's a little inflated. Bama's scary, though, to bet. You know, I mean, every year, really, with they live and die by the three. Mm-hmm. Big total, though, 176.5. And, and I still like the over. And then really small, I'll bet some Bama. Uh, for something to watch when I get home. I like these 11 p.m. tip-offs. This is going to be a good game. See, man. you're the one that talks about how tired you are, but then you're the one that's willing to stay up and bet on a game that starts at 11. I'm trying to sell the product. I'm going to sleep immediately <laughs> when I get home. I'll DVR that and watch it later. I can't even watch Hard Knocks, the things I want to watch. Oh, right you, you got to watch that in the morning, man, when you're fresh. Well, maybe not when you're taking Nathan to school at 7 a.m., but, you know, yeah. oh! there's not that. I asked my wife, I said, any chance I could just keep him home tomorrow? And she said, uh, no. no. Good, thing, it? good thing about it, though, is immediately when I drop him off, mm-hmm. I go to the gym, and then I am done and dusted, as my girl Kendall Tool says. Uh, done and day. dusted? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. done for the day, man. I shower if I mm-hmm. want to take a nap, which I can't, because then if I do, I feel like I just woke up from brain surgery. And you got Danny and Dusty calling you, and you got <laughs> the coach out in San Diego calling you. And he's like, hey, break this game down. And I'm like, oh, man. And uh, yeah, that's my day tomorrow. It sounds a little curtain long at noon. Looking forward to it. Haven't talked Packers in 24 hours. Excited to, <laughs> excited to dive back into them. Hell of a year, six and eight. I'm gonna help you this off season. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna help teach you what it's like to be a fan of a mediocre team. Uh, we'll work on this together, okay? Yeah. I'll help you. I'm a pro at it. I'm very, very good at it. If you were buying stock in teams right now, would you rather have some Packers stock or some Commanders? Oh, Commanders all the way. But See, me too, kind of, man. But I've been suffering for a long, long time. Like, we could have Ben Johnson here in a couple months. I, I want it to be Bill, even though it might be a disaster. No, why? What? No, because I, I got to be why honest. Why do you like, got to do that to me? Because, you know, say I, I got to run down the street, um, you know, to Whole Foods, 
Maybe Bill's just there, and I run into him, and then I oh, finally yeah. catch my big Bill break. Belichick's walking around in Whole Foods in Bethesda, Maryland. I say, hey, Bill, uh, I'm Ryan Horvat, the grandson of Gordy Gillespie. <laughs> I wanted to get <laughs> into coaching, but I thought instead I wanted to do media. Turns out I was wrong. Can I please join your coaching staff? Uh, well, I'll do whatever it is Patricia uh, does. Well, uh, can you put a pencil in your ear? Yes, I can. Guys, All right, can you grow I will your pick hair up out your laundry. And your, and your beard? All can I you want is okay. you can do that. $3 okay. million a year. Okay. That's chunky. Maybe I'll, I'll think about it. That works. Yeah, okay. I could be the Spygate guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Keep me the Spygate guy. Like, I'll why be like are, Why are we getting a break dancing in the middle of this freaking Clippers-Mavs game? The Mavs were down 20. All I have is a large, uncomfortable amount of money on the Clippers. And I'm like, I'm ready to just poke my own eyeball out with this bell right here. Just shove it in my eyeball. They came back, and now they're up. And you have a Norm Powell three. He gets blocked by Derek Jones Jr. the third. Well, you, I would you, suggest don't do that exactly. to your eye because you might ring the bell, and you know never to ring the bell before the bet happens. So. I, yeah, that's a, that's a great I would, point. I would just don't, don't tempt fate right now. Just don't do it. How much time we got? Mm, we still got four forty. minutes. It's very back and forth, and it's in Dallas. Man, it's Luca cooking. Luca's a distributor, and I don't know if these guys from three will ever miss. Dante Exum with the transition bucket over Terrence. Man, oh, actually not putback. Sorry. Yeah. Is that Amir Coffee getting minutes? Oh my God. He's been getting a lot of minutes for them. A very small coffee. A very, very, <laughs> very <laughs> small cup Amir. of coffee. Luca's out there looking like he's about to bump, set, and spike it with that headband. This is his new thing now. Luca's wearing the uh, the European soccer headband guy I like thing. It. I like it. I think it's you know what it could be his unique look. Everybody else wears the normal Come headbands. On, James. He says no. I'm changing Don't it up. Don't let them do it to you, Kawhi. Oh my God. Really quick, funny story about mm-hmm. Luca, Nick. Uh, funny uh, is that uh, so uh, my grandpa just found out who Luca is because he's like 180 <laughs> years old. And I was, on, I was on the phone with him talking about some uh, Christmas stuff. Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, Ron, did you know that the best player in the NBA is actually Slovenian? <laughs> and I said, yeah, God. I did. And he goes, yeah, his name is uh, Luka Doncic. And, uh, and I was like, well, that's it's close enough. Uh, <laughs> he just found out about him. He was like all jacked. Isn't he always the one that spoils movies and stuff yeah, or shows? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Ryan, scream, great movie. Turns out Billy and Stu, the killers, the entire time. You would have never guessed it. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Spark Notes. At least, at least in this case, that's a really old movie. So if it's old movies, then you're fine. Yeah. What's the statute of limitations on spoilers? I feel like, Ten see, years. yeah, I want it to be longer because sometimes I don't get to these things until later. I mean, we're here every night until midnight breaking down Clippers Warriors. I don't have time now to go home and, like, catch Cocktail 2. Cocktail 2 is a real movie? No, I just wanted to speak that oh. into existence just in case maybe it could be. Oh, that's but his a buddy lot. dies in the movie, so, you know, is he still dating Elizabeth Shue? I mean, a lot of questions there. The thing is, though, there's more shows and movies out now than ever before, so you got to give people more time to watch something. Yeah, yeah. I hate when, like, people... I don't like when, like, we're all in on a show, Game of Thrones, Sopranos, and uh, people are, like, tweeting out the spoilers immediately. I hate that. Oh, God. So what I do is now I use the muted search. That's the way to do it. Muted accounts more than ever. Yeah, and i got to throw in, like, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad would... Well, I don't I don't know. I feel like there's a certain point Breaking where it's Bad? just... No, I have. I have. I just... I, I always watch stuff late. Uh, you know, usually. I mean, um, there's a lot of... You got a lot of Packers film to watch from 2010 and Aaron Rodgers. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you got to go back and watch these games five gotta times first. You got to do these things. You got to do yeah, stuff. It's, it's, no, I, I oh haven't been doing God. that. Very I'm actually so sick of Aaron Rodgers. You well, can clip that bet, QL, put that on Instagram, I, and I'll, then I'll send also, it Also, I think realistically— I, I need this to end. This and, Aaron Rodgers stuff, so what Like, is, not him, him not play time. anymore, no, or just no, 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 this no. season? Oh, no, like, I get that the Jets are a mess right now, and they still have to have a story because it's the New York media, mm-hmm. but, like, week 12, Aaron Rodgers looking to make a comeback. Week 13, Aaron Rodgers still looking to make a comeback. Week 14, <laughs> Rodgers could come back to practice, but he's not going to appear in any games. Okay, that's all I needed. Yeah, it's still coming out. Now we got, like, practice squad fullbacks. Uh, they don't have jobs anymore because Aaron Rodgers is there. You have people throwing out these crazy, crazy stories like, well, Aaron Rodgers. Or the Jets, you know, they could have made a run, but Aaron Rodgers held them sad. That's who, tough. Who? Yeah. 
Sorry. Why so good? Yeah, and we still got three minutes in this game, so plenty of time. I was just, um, yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. The Aaron Rodgers thing is just, I, I'm telling you though, this was him saying, I was able to come back fast, right? Like he's technically activated. Yeah. yeah. But then he said on Pat McAfee, oh, well, you know, I couldn't, I'm not really 100%. Okay. This was all just about being able to say how fast he came back from a torn Achilles. He, I don't, I actually don't believe he was ever really going to play no. this season. I, I do think that if they were in playoff contention, he would come back because he's done it before. But he like says that he's not like, you know? he's not actually, but this is Achilles. It's different. That's why I'm not, okay, so I'm not like the biggest hater on that part of it because I think like him being out there with this young team was like, hey, win some games, get this thing going, and I could come back maybe and save the day. And, and also, like, I think the Jets believed in Zach Wilson, which falls on the Jets and that organization. But I think that they still kind of believe that he could be the guy of the future, or at least the backup quarterback. And they were like, let's see what we have in Zach. He's won games before, and they were wrong, man. And Tim Boyle wasn't that guy, and Trevor Simeon is that guy. But I just, I don't think, like, who are they going to trade for? Josh Dobbs? He came back to earth. Turns out he's still Josh Dobbs. Well, he go, everywhere he goes, right, it's like you get three three or four weeks out of him, and then he's like he, he fades. Yeah, defenses adjust And then he just, him. yeah, and then defenses adjust, and you realize he's a backup quarterback, maybe a third string, but a rocket scientist, and that's okay. Yeah. So, I look, there's going to be some backup quarterbacks getting paid a lot of money this offseason. A lot of money because of what we've seen this year. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? Here's the other thing, too. If Taylor Heineke, let, that is a backup quarterback that has playoff experience, and he is not scared. If he can get the Falcons to the playoffs, yeah. that's going to even have more teams look around and go, we've really got, if we're not 100% set, or even if you're worried like your quarterback could just get hurt, yeah. you got a mobile quarterback, you better have somebody ready to go behind them just in case. I like Atlanta a lot this weekend. I also yeah. fell in love with Heineke today. I don't know if you guys saw his press conference. I've loved Heineke for a long time, so he I'm was, with you. He was wearing a Bush Light t-shirt, and they <laughs> asked him why, and he said, well... Uh, they sent me a bunch of stuff and a bunch of T-shirts because last year when he was flying home on the commander's flight, uh, they fined him for drinking Bush Light on the plane. So Bush Light sent so Bush. Oh, I remember yeah, that they story. Sent, That's they right. They sent him a bunch of stuff. So because like it had, had to be on. it had to be a T it had to be Bud Light or something. I think right. <laughs> yeah, I think it was something like that where it That's wasn't so a sponsor. Dumb, by the way, it's on it's a like team when guys like move their cup. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. I understand that because at least you have cameras that see it. Yeah. So you got a visual of somebody sitting next to a logo that they're not like. A sponsor of, yeah, but it's another thing if it's just on the team plane. I was like, damn, people outside of Joliet, Illinois, drink this stuff back in high school. Oh I man, mean, not Bush. me, of course. But what we used to do mm -hmm. is just go outside the liquor store, wait for the most desperate-looking people, and be like, "Yo, buddy, here's an extra twenty. Can you get us a thirty rack of Bush Light? Oh, the thirty you know? rack of Bush. Show up to the house parties with sixty beers. Hey, who wants to drink some pee? You know, because was... that's what that tastes like—watered-down <laughs> nonsense. Scott, the beer connoisseur over there, What's is just disgusting? gagging still, thinking about it. Scott, I still have buddies that drink it. And they're like, it's treat. And I'm oh. like, yeah. I mean, like, oh. It serves a purpose. It does oh. serve a purpose. So yeah, does Milwaukee's like best, some wanna, beast. I need a buzz before I get to the bar because I don't want to spend money on drinks. Well, yeah, but you could still drink a nicer beer. Like, guys, we're pushing 40. Yeah. We're pushing 40. All right? You get away with that in your early and mid-20s. Then you start going, hmm, yeah. I like to actually enjoy the taste of a good beer for a change. Yeah. As opposed to pounding six in 20 minutes because it tastes like piss. Now, every sponsor is a potential <laughs> sponsor. So, Bush Light, I Amen. was kidding. As soon as I get home, I'm fine with 18 of fine. you boys Let's going down honest. the rope. It didn't like sales has done anything anyway. Oklahoma so sucks, guys. That was a big mistake. <laughs> that was. I hate Oklahoma. <laughs> Porter Moser. He hasn't been the same since Sister Jean. It's all, you know, you can't blame Sister Jean. Come on now. Yeah, you can. No, you can't do it. I love Sister her. Jean, come on. Boston's up 60 to 55 in Sacramento right now. Uh, 415 to go in the second. 116, 110. Clippers over the Mavs. Minute 40 to go there. 63 40. Damn, North Carolina. Oh, we're back tomorrow. Thursday night football. It's Pet MGM tonight.